We've had some big news around the NBA. So while it's been quite a quiet week relatively in Toronto, we've had two huge trades. One has just gone through last night. One is tipped to go through in the very near future. Here to discuss it, we have our co-host, Viral. Welcome to the podcast. Yo, what's up, people? Uh, this is going to be my second episode now, and I'd like to clarify some things I said last time. I think I was a Please. bit nervous. I was a bit excited. So I did say that my favorite team in the West, and I think I was just, you know, so pumped for LeBron James, you know, because he's such a great family man. Um, and uh, I think it got the better of me. Realistically, I think OKC are my team in the West. Um, but it did. Is this come across hypocritical when I said, you know, I'm not a bandwagoner, and I just went. Actually, I follow LeBron to whatever team he goes to. Um, so I just wanted to clarify that before we started. Oh, that's perfectly. Uh, that's perfectly right. I think. I think we get an exception with LeBron. He's a uh, freak of nature, as uh, as we all know. Yeah, he's his royal thickness. He is. Uh, he's a great man. So no better way. No better way to describe it. But anyway, uh, Viral, you are, uh, have something to tell us about this trade that's gone through last night. So just uh, just for context, the New York Knicks announced that the team has acquired DeAndre Jordan, Wesley Matthews, Dennis Smith Jr. and two future first-round picks in exchange for Paul Zignis, Tim Hardaway Jr., Trey Burke and Courtney Lee. First things first, who wins this trade? Uh, the thing with trades, I mean... I really don't like to say at the time. Um, like you can, you can say, "Oh, it seems like one team has got the uh, favorable like terms in a trade." But there are certain trades where both it seems like both sides win. Um, and so when I'm, when looking at this one initially, I just thought, "How the hell are the Knicks going to entice those like big contract players like in this summer in the free agency without the unicorn like?" It didn't really make much sense to me. I know they keep talking about cap space, but I did see something really nice where somebody said cap space doesn't get 10 points in the fourth quarter. So, um, exactly. I think losing Paul Zingis, um, it's a massive step back for them. However, they did acquire, I mean, he hasn't performed as much as the league would have liked him to perform, but Dennis Smith Jr. is still a quality young guard. And of course, the two the two future first round picks uh, will be very useful as well. I think we can excuse DeAndre Jordan and Wesley Matthews. They're expiring this summer, and yeah. I assume they won't re-sign. So if we just say that the Knicks have DSJ and then the picks, yeah. Meanwhile, Dallas, Dallas. Do you think Dallas will re-sign all four of those players? Um, I mean, it's it's tough to say because obviously Courtney Lee. Um, he, I think he's a starting caliber shooting guard, uh, but mm, it, it's tough. It's tough to see if uh, together well with um, Luca, Luca there. But um, I think looking at this from Dallas's perspective, um, I this is not. I don't think that's primed to say be championship contenders despite this trade. Like we'll have to see how Paul Zingas comes back from his injury. But that's true. Of course we've seen I feel like it'll take two or three years potentially. I don't know what you think. I, I mean I don't see the need for Dallas to re-sign such veteran guards. I mean 
Mm. I mean, if we imagine next season, they'll their star players will be Paul Zignis and Luka Doncic. Yeah, and. I mean, it's not it's not a bad idea. I mean, Philadelphia did it in terms of they were signing players like JJ Redick uh, when they were building around, you know, their young core of Ben Simmons. Yeah. And so it's not a bad yeah. idea. But I think with the stacked West, I mean, Mavericks haven't done badly this season. However, they still are twenty three twenty eight. They don't mm-hmm. really have a chance of playoffs. They are they are they are pretty much shutting this season down. But yeah. as you said the question is whether they'll be ready to go next season, whether it's still a couple of years, and of course that yeah. depends on whether or not they re-sign the guards, we'll know that. Yes, exactly. So I guess if they don't, potentially they might have that cap space for that you know, third player because nowadays in the NBA, even having two potential superstar-level talents, potentially is not enough. Um, it all does depend on um, what the snake does and what um, the other free agents do this summer. But um, yeah, I mean, I think they would need that third piece, mate that third piece, potentially that veteran leadership. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe uh, KD is looking there. I don't know if the money would be right. I haven't checked if that could work. But... Sorry, KD to the KD to the Mavs, yeah. you're saying? Yeah. When, when would this happen? Um, is he not expiring this summer? Um, I think I think he is, actually. But, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's assumed he would re-sign with the Warriors. Why, why would he give up such a uh, really? coveted place? I mean, have you seen that? There's a lot of news media which suggests completely the opposite, that um, now that he has won his two, three rings on his resume, that he is looking to potentially move on. And you know that argument with Draymond and Kevin, um, things where people... Uh, like blew it up a little bit and they said perhaps this is indicative of like a lot of friction uh potentially KD's told the locker room um I am still weighing up my options well just to just to clarify KD's contract is actually till next summer it's, it's till 2020 summer. yeah okay so mm. and of course the Mavs no, no longer have any real young stars or picks to exactly. trade to the Warriors yeah yeah um but, I mean, no, but that's an interesting thing, and I think um, it'll be it'll be curious to see. I mean, there's this whole philosophy of some teams in the West saying and in the East saying, yeah. you know, let's just wait until the Warriors decline. You know, I mean, there, there's rumors of them trading Clay and, of course, KD, as you said. But I think there's for some franchises at least, there's too long to wait for that. The Mavs haven't been good, of course, since. Uh, am I right in saying 2011, 2012? I mean. Yeah. After um, they blew it up after they won the championship. Not uh, quite. But... Yeah, I think uh, they lost... Uh, who was it? I think they lost Kid after that championship. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they haven't been terrible. Um, I mean, Rick Carlisle is still the head coach. Uh, and he's one of the best coaches in the league at the moment. Um but just one aspect of his trade I just found curious. Um, Wesley Matthews, perhaps they had to trade him because of salary reasons. He is like, I think he would be a perfect fit for that team. He's, he's always been a phenomenal three-point shooter. And like you said, with surrounding like Simmons and B with those like three-point threats, like Luka Dantich and uh, they're both very ball-dominant. Uh, so it, I, I think it would have been nice for Wesley Matthews to have stayed there and he would have had the loyalty with the Mavericks franchise. He might have assigned 
this summer for them. So I found it strange that they traded him away, but um, potentially it was for salary reasons. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's um. So yeah, we don't know who's who's won this trade. Um, what about the next trade we're going to discuss? It's the potential Anthony Davis to the Lakers trade, and I believe you have a little monologue prepared on this. Oh, now you're hyping up. Sorry, uh, just to go back. Did, did you find it really interesting how the first round picks, they haven't designated which years they are? Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's it's vague in the official NBA press release. It's yeah. just two future, two future picks. Yeah, and that, that I thought was really interesting because if it was this summer's pick, because Chris Tapps is going to be out and, you know, they are losing team chemistry with his plays going the other way, I thought... Um, their record definitely could decline in this competitive West. And you're right. I think that you think they've shut it down this season. Then I think they were holding out for a bit. They were performing, and yeah. you know they were around ninth or tenth. But now I think they're sitting in twelfth at twenty three and twenty eight. I think they're shutting it down. Yeah, because without DeAndre now, and because Chris Tapps uh, isn't there, I think perhaps this is why the trade actually went through. Because if they're trading their uh, first round pick with lottery rules as well. Um, Say even if they end up with like the seventh or eighth first worst record, there's a very real chance they could end up in the top three. We don't know the details of those picks, be protected or uh, protected. But um, if it is the pick for this summer, that could actually end up being a very very valuable pick. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, uh, that's an interesting note probably to end uh, end that discussion on. Yeah, so we'll we'll move on now. Great. Uh, so, so actually, um, what, firstly, what's your opinion on this whole uh, Anthony Davis debacle? Well, I don't think it's a debacle. I think um, the controversy over him moving is not a big deal. I think to challenge the Warriors, as you said, you need at least two All Stars, if not more. But of course, LeBron and AD are two of probably in the top five yeah. players in the league. Yeah. And I think it's valid. I, I mean, I want someone to challenge the Warriors. I don't think a team like the Raptors or the Bucks can do it. Mm. I think it has to be someone coming out of the West, at least for this season. Yeah. And I would fully back this trade because the Pelicans, they're sitting 13th at the moment, 23 and 29. Mm. They're going absolutely nowhere. Mm. And I don't see a problem with them rebuilding, especially with young players. So let me just clarify. So the LA Times actually reported that one possible trade scenario was the Lakers sending Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Kuzma, Zubak, and a first-round pick yes, to the Pelicans yes. for AD. And I don't see an issue with that. I think that's a, not a bad trade for the Pelicans at all in terms of let's shut it down this season and rebuild with the players that, that, that we uh, acquire and that we have already. Yeah. I think it does... It's, it's really interesting because I think with the Lakers, they have Magic Johnson has said that um, he's not going to get into a firing match over AD in the summer. Um, so when Boston are finally eligible, um, he doesn't want to just uh, keep raising the price, keep raising the price, keep raising the price. But I feel like completely he's lying there because this is Anthony Davis. And uh, so that trade scenario you mentioned, I saw that as well. That's a lot of talent. Like um, Kuzma, there's no doubt he has very much has a potential to be like uh, consistently reaching that all star level. And Brandon Ingram in the same. Alonso potentially in the future he can make something happen. 
Zubac, he's been performing very well in LeBron's absence. First round pick. I mean, that's a lot. And I think the Pelicans should be wary and realise if they're willing to give up that much now, when the Lakers aren't even looking to contend for the championship realistically this season. Oh, I think with AD, the, the Lakers would just be going for broke. I think... Really? I I think... I mean, they, they won yesterday. LeBron came back, of course. Yeah. They, they are going to make the playoffs, whatever anyone says. I know they're ninth right now, but they are going to make the playoffs with LeBron back. And I think LeBron and AD are a duo, regardless of the talent around them. I remember they still do have players like Rondo and mm. a couple of others. Uh, <laughs> they're so good that I forget who they are. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. But I think, I think this season they can definitely put up a fight, at least get to the W... Uh, sorry, the Western Conference Finals yeah. with these two, yeah. at the very least. And of course, remember, AD is very young, which is probably actually one of the reasons why the Pelicans are reluctant to get rid of him, because mm. they can rebuild with such a young all-star. Yeah. You know, he's... he's what, what, how, how old is... Davis at the minute? I think he's 25. Yeah, that's, you know, they can, he'll be at his prime for five or seven more years right now. Yeah, I think. Or if he's like LeBron for another 10, so. I think the main issue, though, is um, they've said they don't want somebody who doesn't want to pay for them. And... Yeah, that's true. That's a, that, the attitude problem is big. And of course, uh, there hasn't been a great reaction from New Orleans fans to Davis at the moment. Uh, any jersey burnings? Uh, I've seen one. I've seen one. Seen one. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a video. Um. So we've actually, bro, we've actually got a question from a listener right now. Um. Uh. Who sent Who sent us a tweet? He said, "What team will AD fit the best on? Uh. Who? Which is the team in the league is mo- most likely suited to? If we ignore the uh, If we ignore any uh trade details or implications for now." Oh, so we're we're not talking about which teams are like currently interested. Yeah, I mean, we can consider that, but which yeah. which team would he would he fit the most and help the most? Well, helping the most that's that's the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, they are desperate. <laughs> they've they've got Dwayne Deadman as their starting center. So, um, I think but could uh, could Anthony Davis really uh, displace John Collins from the starting lineup? Oh. I don't think so. John Collins, I think he's got uh, 20 points per game this season. He's having... A... Yeah, he's back. He's, I mean, again, sorry to bring it back to fantasy again, but he is <laughs> holding my fantasy team up yeah, like um, no one else. The reason Kamel apologises is uh, he does know I absolutely detest fantasy. In uh, any form, any sport. <laughs> any, yeah, even like fantasies while you're dreaming. Anything, just, uh, I can't do it. He's very real, this man. Yeah, very real. Very, very much. Likes to live in, likes to live in the present. Uh, yeah, but... Um, Back to the question. So a few teams have been going for them. So the Celtics have been interested. Uh, even the Blazers and the Raptors—they've all been interested in AD. Oh, ever, but which ever. which of the um, I say uh, let me reclarify. Which of the title chasing teams mm. would be best? I think with Boston, a real big question is. So um, it does seem to me that uh, Gordon Hayward is perhaps not the player he once was. Um, one of his, you know, biggest strength was defensive presence. But I like watching some of his highlights recently. His lateral quickness has really dropped off, and I think that's hurting a Celtics defense. Who, you know, they were by far the best defensive team last year, and it wasn't even close. This year, of course, their major struggles have been on offense. But even then, um, 
I feel like Haywood is is going to start to become the player who, you know, he's got good vision, so he can still uh, get to the elbow, make good passes. But if somehow Haywood, they can, um, I don't know when Haywood's contracts actually expire. If he is no longer their starting centre, I think there is a potential for Anthony Davis to come in and um, sort out the problems that uh, Boston are having at the moment. Um, but however, Danny Ainge has been quite reluctant to give up some of his young stars. He's, I think he, he said he doesn't want Jason Tatum to be included for Anthony Davis. And I think with the Lakers willing to send so much talent, at least according to reports, I think they're by far and away the favourites. But I think you're right in the sense that AD could get the Celtics back to being a real defensive juggernaut. Uh, what about other teams? What about... Uh, say the Blazers or the Raptors, teams that are looking to make a, you know one of their first runs mm. to the final. What do you think about the Blazers and how he fits there? What I think... I think the Blazers would have to deal mm. CJ McCollum uh, in any deal. I think they would desperately try and... I don't think the Blazers would no. give up Damian Lillard no. for anyone, really. Um, even LeBron, I, I, think, I think they'd just yep. keep Lillard. But... The Blazers have been performing excellently this season yes. with their backcourt. And I think uh, Lillard and AD combined with quite a strong young bench and a player like Nurkic, who's quite a mobile, quite yes, mobile definitely. like the five. I, I, think he's a, I think he's a very good fit for Blazers. However, I don't think the Pelicans will accept uh, a trade from the Blazers ahead just because of the lack of talent that would be included. I mean, you've got CJ, then... I'm not sure he'd include after that Al Farouk Aminu, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, um, I think. Yeah, yeah so in, in, in any sense, I think. Uh, picks, but um, I don't believe the, pay, uh, the Blazers have many other teams' first rounders. Um, so they don't have that depth no, and asset, no. the depth and assets to, uh, that uh, Boston do. So, like you said, I think um, realistically, um, with exactly what you were saying earlier, what Lake, the Lakers have already offered, I don't think the Blazers can come close to matching that. But, but I That's right. That's he right. Would, he would really turn that team around because one of the problems they do have is the fact that McCollum and Lillard have to go off every night for them to win. And they are, they are both incredibly consistent players, but uh, with the lack of help they have um, on the wings and uh, in the like, centre position, well, Definitely Nurkic is improving, but um, that's been their major weakness for a number of years now since Aldridge left to the Spurs. So he would fit very, very well on that team. But like he said, I, unfortunately, I think he they won't be willing to trade him there. That's right. Well, we'll update you. We we'll, might do a special edition if AD does end up getting <laughs> traded, but don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. He is going to the Lakers, whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah. anyone says. Uh, that's 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 the view of the that's the editorial view of this podcast. I think these were just uh, anyway. hypotheticals we were discussing in the Celtics and uh, the Blazers. Yeah, but we we all know where he's going. So another thing, another thing that came out yesterday, another p- big piece of NBA news is the announcement of the All Star reserves for both conferences. We won't go too deep. We won't analyze it player by player. But uh, let's highlight firstly the first time. All-Stars. We've got yeah. Ben Simmons, Vucevic, Jokic and Middleton. 
I think the first three deserve to be there. But I'm really not sure about Middleton. Just with regards to the season he's having, I know he performed absolutely out of his mind last year. But I think this is more a case of uh, them choosing last year's Middleton and his reputation that he developed and instead just transferring over this year where realistically he hasn't actually performed mm, that well. It's, it's a very good point. I, I've also, I've seen a lot of uh, negative comments regarding this. I think when you are the number one seed, Yanis is very much the focal point of that team. He, Without Yanis, that, there's a strong argument to be made that that team would struggle to go over 500. Um, Although we saw yesterday, they did a real team effort to beat Toronto yesterday. Yeah, I'm not sure if um, you saw the I game. I saw some of the highlights. Um, uh, it just, for, to me, to, to have only one player from the top seed in the conference, I think um, I think perhaps that's what uh, was on like the coach's mind. Um, you are right, statistically, he's had, a, he's had a good season, but you're right, last year, that's when he really broke out. But Potentially, they are awarding it to him because they feel like, ah, he does deserve it from last year. But then you can make that argument with Mike Conley, who's... uh... Exactly. So so what they've done, actually, is they have given a nod to two players from each of the top Mm. three seeds. So I think you're right in terms of record. I don't agree with it being in in terms of record. But I think that's that's how it goes. Because obviously they gave the nod to Kyle Lowry, who's really underwhelmed this year as well yeah, exactly. um, when you could you'd say that they could give, they could have given it to three three Philly players for example but instead they just chose to go a bit even they they chose two two from each team so what do you think about D'Angelo Russell get a spot actually so Oladipo got picked but of course he in he's got a season ending injury so there's two candidates likely Russell is one and Jimmy Butler is the other but I think Russell will get the nod just because of how he, you know, he's really yeah, exploded he's over the last month. And, and he deserves their record it. is very good. It. I think they're now the fifth or the sixth seed. Um, and they've been Yeah, I mean, it's phenomenal their change. I mean, the Nets have won something like 17 of the last 23 yeah, or something. I'm, they're on I'm insane record. I think it's one of those trades we'll be looking back on with, uh, you know, <laughs> with the Lakers. And in retrospect, we might say, hmm. Uh, Russell would fit perfectly at the moment with LeBron, I feel. Um, and uh, Not as well as Rondo, but in my opinion. The thing with Russell, though, um, he's actually a phenomenal passer. I think it's one of his really, really underrated qualities. Like, um, I think he's on about six assists a season, but his court vision is outstanding. And that's one of the things that draft scouts looked at when he was in college. They, they, it's probably his biggest focal point, like Lonzo and we're seeing this season he very much is a you know an efficient fairly efficient volume scorer yeah uh but of course the lakers are pretty stacked right now at at yeah. the point card position uh maybe yeah. not for long but that's that's we'll see what do you think about clay thompson getting the all-star nod he hasn't again he's one of those who hasn't been great this season and is it just because of the Warriors' record that he gets in? Um, let me clarify. Uh, Clay's stats this year, on the surface, they've been excellent. He's averaging almost 22 mm. points a game on 46% shooting. 
and a couple of assists for rebounds a game. So it's not bad on the surface, but is it, is it all-star calibre for the West? I mean, the question you have to ask is, with Clay, um, or with the all-star process, are we looking at somebody who's been consistently excellent across the early part of the season or somebody like Clay? He has had a very up-and-down season where he's had games where he's shooting like 10 or 11 games, I think he was shooting like close to 50%. And then I think at the start of the season, um, for the first like couple of games, he was shooting almost 20%. Um, so defensively, Clay's had the same year he always has. He's been absolutely outstanding defensively. But um, it's it's I think it's one of the subjective things, Kamel, where um, it depends. Right. Well, let's make it. Let's make it. Let's make it relative then. Rudy Gobert didn't get the nod. He's had a brilliant season. Um, even whether it be the eye test or whether it be his stats, mm. Rudy Gobert didn't get in, and 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 that's ahead of Clay, who, as you said, he's been brilliant defensively. But I think he's had one of you know he's been consistent, but he's had quite an average season, at least relatively compared to Gobert. Gobert, thought you were going to say relative to his own standards, um. I think. So, how many uh, points do you know? How many points Gobert's been averaging this year? Yeah, I can bring that up for yeah. you uh, if you stall for me for a bit. Yeah, I think. <laughs> uh, so Gobert, so Gobert's been averaging fifteen points, sixty-five percent shooting, and thirteen rebounds a wow. game. And he's also a defensive beast. Yes, absolutely. Um, always a defensive player of the year. It's one of the one of the big snobs of the All Star. Yeah. Um, I think it. it for me personally, it's down to that that conference is absolutely stacked. And if he was in the East, he would have no issue with getting into the All-Star game this year. But, um, you know, it's just it's unfortunate. Yeah, there's more East bashing, more East. I always try and defend the East, but uh, I think I have to concede that, yep, the West is significantly more talented, um, unfortunately. The thing is, do you think, like, the Utah Jazz haven't been that great, though, this season. Perhaps that came into it. I mean, they've been okay. I mean, they're twenty nine, twenty three. They do sit in seventh place. Yeah. They're only they're only a couple of games behind the fifth seed at the moment. And potentially, I, I know a reason as to why they haven't been, uh, you know, to the same lofty standards they were in the playoffs. For example, Donovan Mitchell hasn't been that playoff mode. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, that's true. So we that's can't true. blame uh, Gobert on that. And I think the Utah Jazz, um, statistically, they've had either first or the second so far so um we will like i am looking for their record to improve um joe ingles baby uh so uh ingles yeah one of the most underrated you think jingles he's, he's phenomenal but um he is he is so um overall um are there any other major snubs in the west well, actually, Doncic didn't end up getting in. He's in the Rising Star game, but he didn't make the All-Star Reserves, even though he was second in terms of fan voting. Yes, he was far, far and away. You know, at the time of the vote, I would have agreed with that. But however, having watched his last few games and how he's improved even further and remembering he's still a yeah. rookie... I think I think he deserves a nod. I don't think there's a problem with putting such a young player as an all-star reserve. Absolutely. Especially especially I mean maybe I would have replaced I know I know Aldridge has had a great season but 
there's, there's Doncic has just been decisions. fantastic. There's a lot of tough decisions in the West. I know. And I think I know. Doncic, uh, the reason I feel like he deserves it, before this season started, if you look to that roster, I personally thought they're going, there's a potential that they wouldn't even get to 30 games or 30 wins. Um, but that's how heavily, they have relied so heavily around his outside shooting and his ability to create for the rest of his teammates. So I think, I really do think he deserves it. And potentially, again, it's, their record is slightly under 500 at the moment. But um, I kind of agree with you in that respect. When there's a team who goes like 29 and 23 versus 23 and 29, I don't think you should go, oh, that one player doesn't deserve it because his team's significantly worse. Like, no, do you remember last year when they picked Dragic because the Heat were doing so well? And I think they picked him ahead of... Uh, it was a team in eighth who were... I think it was it was ahead of Simmons, actually. Yeah, who was no, I remember that. Extremely I remember well that. Eighth place Philly, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think record... I don't, I don't think record should be counted, yeah. to be honest. Uh, so, last question. Last question. Who's winning the All-Star game if they end up taking it as seriously as last year? Well, is it... Um, team captains and selections, or is it East versus West? Oh, it is team captains. Oh, isn't I it? assumed it would be um, selections. It's the different. It's the different one. Yeah, it's not. It's not yeah, the East v West rivalry I'm anymore. So happy because last year that was so hype because you knew Curry did not like, and vice versa. Like they did not want to lose to each other. So I think they definitely brought the best out of everyone. Um, I'm. I can't wait for it to be honest. So, but out of the so, the, I think my, my so the question to take it more hypothetically, who would win out of this if if it was the old format, East v West? Who would win? Do you think? Is that a question? Um, I mean, I'll defend the East till I die, man. Do, do I, really I think Kyrie and Kemba are actually take on Curry and Harding. No, no. Please, please. Um, yeah, I mean, sorry, I'm just, I'm just, I just brought up the um, starters and the reserves for both sides side by side. And I think, I yeah, think you're right. It's not even. It's not really edge. a question, I feel is like it? The West would have a slight edge. Just about. Yeah, maybe eat just about in the last moment. I think. I mean, it's tough. I mean, uh, the Curry against Kemba Walker question has been is a debate that's been raging for a number of is years that, now. Has so. that debate been raging in your you own? Head or, um, uh... Yeah, in my own in my own rose tinted Eastern Conference favoring head, mm-hmm. of course. Um... Well, for our, um. Oh, sorry. Any um, last words? Uh, I think we've we've covered a lot of ground this week. We have actually. It's been quite an in-depth one. There's been a lot happening this week. Usually, there's yeah. not. So let's take advantage of when when we get a mid-season Absolutely. flurry of news. But once again, thank you for appearing on the podcast. We'll have you I back. Hope so, and uh, whether it's next week or in a year, who knows? Or who knows. in between. And yeah, thank you very much for having. Who me. knows? And so, listeners of the podcast, I hope. Thank you for that. (laughs) Right, I'll see see you in a bit, man.